The Bible speaks of Nebuchadnezzar. We are speaking about dreams. Come on, talk about short dreams. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar went to sleep. When, when he went to sleep, he dreamed. After dreaming, he forgot the dream. And that was caused by God. And the Bible says he called all the prefects, the eunuchs, and the wizards that used to consult from and said, I have got a dream that I dreamt yesterday night. But the challenge is I forgot the dream. And uh, but there is this uncomfortability within me. I feel that there's heaviness within my spirit. When a dream is coming from God, it leaves heaviness. There is a residue of heaviness in your life. Even if you forget it, when you wake up, you will not even uh, focus on whatever you've been doing. You will not have uh, proper uh, uh, uncompromised attention at work. You have challenges. It will be like you have someone who have received a message that the Jehovah is passed on. You will not concentrate. So Nebuchadnezzar said unto the wizards, these were witches. Wizards, it was just, these were names of different uh, 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 clusters of witches. Because in the olden days, as I told you that witchcraft is not a subject, it's an institution. So within witchcraft, we have got those that are called diviners. We have got those that are called fortune tellers. We have got those that are called palm readers. Palm readers, when they shake your hands, your DNA or your dossier is transferred to their spirits and they will start to know you from the day, from your etymology. They will know your family tree. These are called palm readers. That's why when you visit them, they will look at your head. It's not like they want to see a female prince. They are reading you through because here, that's where everyone's DNA meets here. So it's easy for them to check. Then we've got those that are called sorcerers. And we've got those that are called wizards. And we've got wishes. So now Nebuchadnezzar had all these classes. And yet wizards, yet diviners, yet sorcerers, yet those that used to call eunuchs, which were again under the same umbrella of witchcraft. And there are those that used to call prefects that were under the same umbrella. So Nebuchadnezzar called all these guys from different provinces, from Kumalana, Limpopo, Western Cape, Eastern Cape, KZN. He said, gather, I had a dream yesterday night and I forgot it. That became a challenge because when he said, I have got a dream, they said, ah, king, we can interpret. You know that for the past years, we've been interpreting your dreams. Am I communicating right? For the past years, for the past season, in and out, we've been telling you about your dreams. And Nebuchadnezzar, he said, this time around, it's different. If you were showing my money and not doing the right thing, I'm going to kill you. Tell me my dream. They interpret it. You come to me and say, prophet, I had a dream. But I forgot in my dream. So for you to show me that you're a real prophet, tell me my dream. They interpret it. You see, the life was difficult for these guys. And the Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm going to give you 24 hours to go back to your shrines, call out your God, speak to your God, then come back with an answer tomorrow, or else I'm going to kill you. So in the kingdom of the monarch of, 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 of Babylon, there was a man called Ariok. Come on, somebody shout Ariok. 
Eliot is A-R-I-O-C-H. And this man, he was the chief executioner in the whole entire of Babylon. His only job that was employed for was to cut people's heads. To just say, uh, you messed it and you spoke uh, evil against King Nebuchadnezzar and his family. Put your head there, he cut your head. In the olden days, they had a capital penalties. Their penalty was if a person sins against or transgresses against a king, there was an executioner who could cut heads, not hands, heads. So Ariok was responsible for that, given a good salary for that, was driving beautiful cars. And the Bible says, Ariok, you went around the whole provinces because he was given an assignment by the king to look for someone who can interpret dreams. You see how important a dream is that a king had to use the resources of the state to look for someone who can interpret a dream. And the Bible says, any of you could not find none. Then the king said, tomorrow I'm going to execute all the wizards. You ate my bonuses. You ate my salary. I gave you beautiful houses. I'm going to execute you. Before execution, a certain guy spoke to Ariok and said, Ariok, in this kingdom of Babylon, there is a man who has got the spirit of God. His name is called Daniel. So if you want to be a powerful interpreter of dreams, you need to pray for the spirit of God. Interpretation does not have to do with your mental acumen. It does, doesn't have to do with your naus. It doesn't have anything to do with your, um, with your intelligence. It doesn't have to, anything to do with your cognition. It has to do with the spirit of God. Come on, somebody, shout, I have the spirit of God. So, which means if you've got the spirit of God, you are a candidate to interpretation. Then Daniel was sought and was called. When Daniel was called, the Bible says that he came to the king, and the king said unto Daniel, Are you able to interpret my dream? And in fact, tell me first my dream and interpret. And listen to what Daniel, a man was humble, a man with wisdom, a man with integrity, he said unto the king, I cannot tell you your dream, I cannot interpret your dream, king, but the Lord Almighty that I worship gives me wisdom to interpret your dream. Then the Bible says, Daniel said, let me go and pray. He took Mr. Shadrach and Abednego, they prayed unto their God, and God gave Daniel the meaning of the dream. Then, when Daniel came to Nebuchadnezzar, he told Nebuchadnezzar that king, alas, what do I sleep? You saw a statue, and that statue, it was so big, it head to the collar, it was of gold. It uh, breastplate, it was of bronze, from the breastplate to the west side, to, to the west side, it was of silver. Then again, on the legs, it was of iron, on the feet, the iron was mixed with the clay. If it's the dream, is this the dream that you dreamt, King? And now because Nessa, you were so astounded and mesmerized by the way this man described the dream. And Daniel said, no, uh, King, don't be happy. Because Nebuchadnezzar became happy and he said, I'm great. You know, he started to vomit. And Daniel said unto Nebuchadnezzar that in your dream, King, there's another party that you must uh, check into cognition. When that statue was standing, it stood for long, but 
I saw a big rock that was coming very fast from the heavenly places. And it came and destroyed the statue. And it was destroyed into dust. That people, they could even tell that there was a statue. And Nebuchadnezzar did not want to listen to that. Because the rock that that was talking about, it was Jesus Christ. That there will come a kingdom because the top part, it was Babylon. And the breast part, it was Greece. The west part, it was Medjopasia. Then the feet that was mixed with clay, it was another kingdom that was going to come called Rome. So Daniel was saying unto Nebuchadnezzar, you shall be a king for the particular time as Nebuchadnezzar. But after your kingdom, there will come another king by the name Alexander the Great. Then you will rule uh, with bronze. From there, they will come now Medjopasia, that will be ruled by Darius. And after Medjopasia, there is going to come the Tiberius family, which includes Nero, which includes Caesar, this way from Tiberius. And they shall be very strong. Why? Because iron is very strong. We know that a gold, you can scratch it. We know that then from gold, you can go to bronze. From bronze, silver. But when it comes to iron, iron is unbreakable. So that's why you see the kingdom and the monarchy of, of, of Rome was the strongest monarchy. And now the stone that uh, Daniel saw, it was Jesus Christ who was coming as the great kingdom to destroy all these satanic kingdoms. Come on somebody, am I preaching good? Then after destroying this kingdom, he was going to be established as Jesus Christ. Then Nebuchadnezzar said unto Daniel, I promote you. I shift your season to another season. Daniel was a nobody. He was a non-entity yesterday. He was just one of the Hebrew boys. But after interpreting the dream, come on somebody, I pray and I prophesy. Let God give you the ability to interpret dreams, to interpret the lives of people. He's coming from an ordinary person to become an extraordinary people. All the wizards and the witches, they were demoted and they were fired there and there by Nebuchadnezzar. Then Daniel became the governor of Babylon. And the king said, choose all those that you want to work with. Then he chose Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which means season can change overnight. But seasons can be consumed by you giving solutions to people that have problems. What uh, makes people to have money in this world is that they can identify a problem then they'll bring a solution to a problem. Right now, someone, you realize that in Africa or in the whole world, there was a problem that when people are walking, they were having blisters. Then he started, he opened a shoe shop, started now to manufacture shoes, bringing a solution to a problem. In the olden days, 200 years ago, 100 years, we used to walk barefooted. Are we together? But he said, this is a problem when you uh, step on an... an, 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 an uh, a nail, it hurts you, you step on uh, this thing, it hurts you, then you solve a problem. Are we together? Someone realized that women they are losing hair each and every time, then they devised what they call wigs. So when you realize that uh, my hair is losing, that's a problem, and you devise a solution. So bringing an interpretation to a dream are bringing solutions. Are we together? So uh, Joseph, as this coming, is bringing a solution. The difference uh, between uh, Daniel and Joseph is uh, Pharaoh did not forget his dream.
but the dream continued to trouble Pharaoh. But Joseph did not start to interpret dreams and to dream in Egypt. You don't just start. There is somewhere where you must start with God. When you are still a small boy, Joseph, he dreamt. When he dreamt, he said, I saw stars, they are bowing at me. I saw not only stars, even the moon and the sun. The moon was the mother, the sun was his father, Jacob. Then the stars were the brothers. So the Bible says, when he told his brothers, the brothers were angry. When the brothers were angry, they devised a plan to, to obliterate Joseph. Then he went to his father and mother and said, Daddy, I told my brothers my dream, and they hated me because of the dream. You see how important the dream is. That these people, they knew that we don't, they didn't understand the meaning of the dream. But they knew that a dreams are important. Dreams are as important as prophecy. And the brothers, they even did not say to Joseph, Joseph, ah, we see you are going to become a king. They just hated him for being a dreamer without interpretation. But they knew the importance of dreams. Then he went to his father and mama and he said, Daddy, my brothers want to kill me because of a dream. And then he said, what did you see? And he said, I saw the stars. They were bowing on me. And I saw again the moon. And I saw again the sun following suit. Then the father said, what is this boy trying to insinuate? Then the Bible says, if you read the Bible, and you are a scholar of the Bible, the Bible says, and Jacob was hit, but he did not show Joseph that he was disturbed. And he went unto uh, Jacob's mother, and he said unto uh, Jacob's mother, that this boy, he thinks that you are going to be servants. But Jacob, being a man of wisdom, he said, I'm not going to confront my boy. Are, are we together? Then the Bible says, he slept again, Joseph. Then he saw sheep. They were bowing on his own sheep. His sheep was in the middle, and his brother's sheep and his father's sheep. They were around his sheep, and they were bowing at his sheep. Then the Bible now shows us what I'm talking about, that when a dream comes twice, it's a destiny dream. When a dream comes twice, it means God is speaking something to you. Then when he said that, that's when the brother said unto Joseph, we are going to deal with you. They devised without him knowing. Do you know there are people that plan behind your back? They plan your downfall behind your back. I pray in a prophet's son that no gift is going to befall you in this season. And the Bible says one particular day he went after daddy, had given him, him food to go and feed the brothers. He went to the brothers, and the brothers had planned and strategized on how to destroy the life of Joseph. Because over a dream, come on somebody, sister Emma, you only dream and you say, prophet, I dreamed ABCD. I start to, 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 to gather people to destroy your life over a dream without interpretation, which means dreams are powerful. Don't ignore your dreams. A lot of us, God has been speaking to us through our dreams and we've been ignoring them. Then the Bible says, the brothers now, they devised them, they said, let's kill. That was the plan, let's kill. Because of a dream, let's kill. When he went to Dothan, the Bible says, in fact, he went to where they were uh, tending Papa's livestock and he could not find the brothers. Then a man, the Bible says, he saw a man who was nameless. And this one is, was a pre-incarnate manifestation of an angel. And the man said unto Joseph, what are you looking for? And he said, I'm looking for my brothers. And the man said, I heard your brothers saying, let's go to Dothan. Then Joseph followed to Dothan. Then when he came to Dothan, they beat Joseph. After beating Joseph, over a dream, come on somebody, I will continue to emphasize, over a dream, they beat Joseph. After beating Joseph, Judah 
him the men that the family or the tribe in which Jesus was supposed to come through, he had this compassion. Then Reuben, he was the big brother, so he had the responsibility, because in all the days, a big brother, he could assume the responsibilities of daddy when daddy is not around. So he was like a father to them. Then he was beating uh, as well, but he showed again compassion, and he went aside with the Judah and said, we can't do that, our brother. Over a dream, I'll continue to emphasize, come on, somebody shout, dream. Then after beating them, Judah identified a bit. I want to give, I want to show you something that is important in your walk with Jesus Christ, in your walk with your destiny. When Judah identified a pit, he said unto the brothers, no, let's just see, throw him into the pit. Animals, they will come and show you. Because in the olden days, animals, they used to enter pits, eat people or animal, uh, other animals. Because people, they used to put snakes in the pits. Then uh, maybe you have captured um, an antelope. Lions, they could come and take. So they said, hey, adventure, something is going to come. And the Bible says, when they put him in the pits, they waited, and it became night time, and they waited again. Then they devised the plan and said, okay, here, the Ishmaelites, they always pass. Let's sell him to the Ishmaelites so that he may uh, become a slave whenever they're going to take him. But I want to show you the importance of the pits. Do you know sometimes if you don't understand the importance of some of the pits that you meet in life, you will curse God. If you don't understand some of the downtime that you can get into, downtime that God can enter you, you curse God. Sometimes in your life you are in a trough. Sometimes you are in a recession. Sometimes you are booming. But there are things that you must appreciate God for. Joseph, if the brothers had not thrown Joseph into the pit, they were going to kill Joseph. Are we together? If the brothers again did not uh, put Joseph in the pit, they were going to continue to beat Joseph, clap Joseph, until the Ishmaelites arrive. Which means if the Ishmaelites were going to arrive Tuesday from today, he was going to be beaten every day. Just, just imagine the torture. So God devised a pit. That pit, it was for Joseph's protection. That your brothers cannot touch you again, and I will keep you in that pit. Then I'm going to send people that are going to take you to your destiny. Then the Bible says, when the Ishmaelites came, you are sold to the Ishmaelites. Joseph, when he went to Egypt, you went as a king already. Because in the olden days, people, they used to walk. And only people with the wagons, with horses, were the ones that could travel long distances. So for you to travel a long distance, you were supposed to be rich for you to own a wagon. For you to have money again to get into a chariot, to be taken maybe to Mosina, you were supposed to be rich. These were the Emirates and the Qatar Airways of that particular time. So you were put in a first class transport going to Egypt. Uh, you went to Egypt after going to Egypt. He's now working for Potiphar's house, we know. After working for Potiphar's house, the wife again became close to Joseph. But Potiphar realized that, you know, when Joseph came to my house, the blessing decided to overflow, and this is not by mistake or coincidence. This man is carrying oil over his life. I prophesy, wherever you are going to enter into a place, let your oil be visible to people. Amen. I imagine somebody. Amen. In your community, at your flat, 
into you know, a, 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 in a village. Whenever you get into a village, let the boy be visible to people. No, let, let not demons touch and play with you. And the Bible says, after that, Potiphar's wife wanted to take Joseph, and Joseph now had to run away, and he left the, uh, the court that they had given. You know Joseph was given a coat of seven colors, and he left the court running away from Potiphar's wife. But the, this did not stop the devil, Potiphar's wife, uh, to incriminate Joseph. Joseph was incriminated, and after incriminated, he was put in prison. Because the evidence was there, the jacket was in the bedroom. Then after being incriminated, uh, he became a persona non grata in all of Egypt. Because he nearly touched someone who was near to, to Pharaoh. Then in prison, he continued to dream. I prophesy. In your prison, can God make you to dream? In your Lord time, let God open your spiritual portals. That you can continue to dream. I degree and I declare. Let every demon that is trying to intercept spiritual transponders that God has placed upon you for you not to receive any message or frequency from God. Let them be destroyed by fire. I said, let them be destroyed by fire. I decree and I declare. Let God speak to you in a dream pertaining the matters of territory. I decree and I declare. Let God speak to you in a dreams. Pertaining the matters of your destiny. Then when he was there, two guys, they were imprisoned in a dungeon with Joseph. The dungeons, they were different with uh, our prisons of today. Prisons of today, they are well built. But in all the days, the dungeons, dungeons uh, they could dig down, then they put water on a big hollow hole, then they put uh, some sticks on top, then they put fence. So when you are being put in prison, they just put you down. So when they are cutting on you, they'll be uh, standing on top of those um, uh, fences that they'll be putting, or on top of the poles that they'll be putting. When they want to take you, they have to check from the water. So dungeons and waters that could get into your knee levels. So their prisons, they were maximum prisons of that particular time. Then two men, they were brought after they done something to Pharaoh. Then when they dreamed, the Bible says, they woke up. After waking up, their first encounters were showing trouble and they were showing uh, that they had been disturbed by something. So Joseph, you are sitting, looking at them, and he said, guys, I've been dreaming for some years. This first, I know it. It's not a nightmare first. This is not the first of someone who has dreamed overnight. This is not a face of someone who has missed mama home. It's not a face of someone who wants justice. It's the face of a dreamer. I know, so when you dream, your dream does not affect your inner man, but it affects your out, out, outside world. Are we together? When you dream a dream that is coming from God, it does not only speak to your spirit, it speaks to your body. When it speaks to your body, it speaks to your environment. When it speaks to your environment, it is at your workplace. They will see that here comes a dreamer. And they said unto Joseph, for sure we have dreamt. And Joseph said, share the dream with me. The first one said, I saw myself, I was carrying a basket uh, on top of other basket, on top of another basket. But in that basket, there were kids. As I was walking, I was happy. As I was happy, I saw birds. They came and decided to chow. There's the kids that were in the basket. And Joseph said, it's fine. What about you? And the man said, I was walking 
pouring wine on the king. I was putting wine. Blah, 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 blah. Then after that, Joseph said, you, you once been working uh, for Pharaoh in the baker's side. After today, tomorrow, he's going to take you out of the prison. Then after takes you out of prison, he's going to execute you. You die completely. Then you, butler, you used to pour wine to, to, to Pharaoh. Pharaoh is going to take you, you release you, and he's going to pardon you. Then after pardoning you, he's going to reinstate you as a butler. But when you're out there, remember me that I'm a dreamer. Remember me that I... Because if Joseph had not interpreted the dream, they were not going to be taken out of the dungeon. Are you getting the revelation? If the dream had not been interpreted, Pharaoh in his palace, he was not going to be affected by their dream to come and deliver them. What affected Pharaoh in his palace was the interpretation. So when Joseph interpreted, his spiritual portals were challenged. Then he said, go to the dungeon, take two boys. Are we together? That's why he said, when you're out there, remember me. Because I've done this. The Bible says, after this one was killed and this one was put back and was given the job. Then the Bible says, you forgot about Joseph. But I want to prophesy to you, a dreamer can never be forgotten. A dreamer can never be forgotten. That's why Martin Luther King, he came out and he said, I've got a dream. I've got a dream. I've seen whites, blacks, colors, Indians coming together one day. And at that particular time, it was a treasonous to speak such things. And when he said those words, people, they said, Martin Luther King was crazy. And he said, I'm seeing them working together. I see nations flying in and out of different countries. I have got a dream. After this day, we cannot forget about Martin Luther King because of that dream. And he went to the premier of the United States at that particular time and he wrote and he said, I have got a dream that blacks and whites they work together. And he took a nail and he nailed that uh, post on, on the door. Then, when the premier saw it, he asked, who did this? And they said, Martin Luther King, he was taken, he was executed for only doing that. But a dreamer cannot die. His history is alive there. So the Bible says, now Pharaoh, he dreamed. After dreaming, the dream came twice, seeing seasons, eating seasons. Then Joseph, he was remembered, he came out of prison. The Bible claims this, that he had a long beard. He had long hair because he was in prison, and then to shape Joseph, he interpreted the dream. After interpreting the dream, then we move to this season that we spoke about, that the thin cows, they were eating fatty cows, but thin cows, they remained thin. And that became a problem to him, to, to the Pharaoh. And when Joseph came, when now he was dreaming, he said unto the king, uh, Pharaoh, that because the dream came twice, this dream is established, and there's nothing, nothing at all, Pharaoh, that you can do about this dream. Only you can build systems and structure to support the dream. There are dreams that when you dream today, you can do nothing about them. You cannot even delete them. You cannot obliterate them. But what you can do, you must build structures and systems about them. You can dream today being a minister of the gospel, and you say, I don't want that dream. You ignore it. But 
when time comes for the dream to be fulfilled, you wish you had built systems. I started to dream myself preaching in different places while I was still young, but I could ignore those dreams, ignore those dreams, dreams ignore, until the time I had to build other structures and systems academically, I wanted to do other things. When now I was now being invited, I was at work being invited. Just imagine you are invited without any sermon to preach. You are given a theme, but you don't have any ceremony. You don't have good language. You don't have a good accent. You don't have any audience rapport. You don't know how to stand before people. So first days when I used to preach, I used to preach like this. You are sitting there, I used to preach. I could hear the gospel because I did not build structures. When the dreams were coming, I prophesied. You must start to build structures for your dreams. Other people who had dreams, they had already built structure. What is this structure? If these structures are stamina, confidence. Confidence is built over time. So that time I had no confidence. I, I had no good language. Yet I was preaching to different nations, different nationalities. I'm used to my vernacular. But God is taking me to people who do not carry my name. Because I did not build structure, I started now to struggle so much. Then I started now to uh, make two seasons, like what I told you last week. That if you don't build structures on what God is speaking to you, you are going to make two things in one season. I now to learn how to preach, learn how to compose myself, learn how to articulate both preaching and talking are two different things. If I was talking to you about this, I was not going to be shouting. And if I was talking to you again, I should be sitting down. But when you're preaching, your word language must preach with you. Are we together? Your eyes must preach with you. Everything must preach with you. But if you don't have a structure in the system, it will be very difficult. So Joseph is saying unto Pharaoh, build systems and structure. And he said unto Joseph, uh, unto Pharaoh, now in Genesis 37, let's go with it. And the Bible says, the plan seemed good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find this man who is equal, man in whom is the spirit of God? You need to have the spirit of God. Come on, somebody shout, I am the spirit of God. Uh, say like you mean, I have the spirit of God. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, 39, for as much as your God has shown you all this, let God show you things of the spirit. There is nobody as intelligent and discreet and understanding and wise as you are. You shall have charge over my house. I want you to listen to this. And my people shall be governed according to your word. They will reverence and submit and obey you. Only in matters of the throne I'll be greater than you, which means a Pharaoh had become a ceremonial king. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. I pray, let God make your president to dream, and let God give you only the key to his dream. He's going to give you the whole of South Africa. Right now we are fighting over RDPs. We are fighting over small houses. When someone buys a flight that has got two bedrooms, they jump. But God is saying, when you interpret a dream of someone of influence, you will not give you a house, you give you a land. How are we together? I prophesy and I declare, let people not give you money, but I pray that they must give you banks. Just imagine the person who owns Cap 
FNB saying to you, I'm giving you FNB. This will change your life and your system. But if I give you money, you will continue to come and get money again. And the Bible says he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. Oh. And officials cried before him, bow the knee and set him over all the land of Egypt. After he was sent, after interpreting, the Bible says he was given the second chariot. When I'm talking of chariots, we are talking of presidential cars. And the king said, it's yours. Then all the Fikilem Balules, the other ministers that we know, the Tulima Donsonos, uh, the Kales, you know, that we know they were told to bow down to him. Just imagine President Ramaphosa saying, bow down to so and so, who was never a minister. And, and he calls again, Juju, and then Juju, you must bow. Can I prophesy like a Felix? They started to bow. And he was calling and said, bow and knee. They were bowing over an interpretation. He did not win an election. I prophesy. You will not need to win an election to be a man of influence. Let God give you the power to dream. My Jesus, my Jesus. And the Bible says, and Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put on Joseph's hand. When he took the signet, kings in the olden days, this was a signet. That was the signet that was used to signify that this is law. Whenever a king could write a letter to another province, you could sign it by putting this ring as a signet. And if you break that signet, it means it's not coming from the king. So, which simply means that Joseph's season was changed by being given a ring. Are we together? That's why at a wedding, when you're given a ring, know that a season has changed. You are moving from being a bachelor, a speedster, to be a married person. If a season has changed, I prophesy. In the olden days, when the seasons are changed, you must be given a ring. I pray in a prophesy. Let God give you a ring that signifies a change of season. And the Bible says, and arrayed him with the vestments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. A season has changed. The man is coming from prison where he was wearing tattered clothes, smelling, but now as he's walking, he's putting a powerful clothes, Gucci. He's putting Louis Vuitton and he's putting a signet in a gold chain. Now people are bowing before him over an interpretation. Ah, can I declare over your life? Let God give you interpretations. Hey, let's rush to verse 53. 53 it says now, when the seven years of plenty were ended in the land of Egypt, the seven years of scarcity and famine began to come, and Joseph said, uh, they would, as Joseph has said, the famine was in all the surrounding lands, but in all of Egypt there was food. But when all the land of Egypt was weakened with the hunger, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. They were used to cry to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to them, Oh, go to Joseph. What he says you are going to do. People are used to run to government. They are used to run uh, to provincial governments. They are used to run to uh, different institutions FASA, for uh, grants and other things. But here now, a king is saying, I no longer have got the keys to the economy. The keys to the economy is with a boy. 
that came as a prisoner, go to him. Whatever he says you must do. Ah, I prophesy and I declare. I said I prophesy and I declare. Let God make you the answer and the solution to the problems that is facing our country today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that day when I will rise up or when you are going to wake up and you call the president. You go to him and building or you follow him to Cape Town where his residential uh, place is. And you say, Mr. President, I want to talk to you. When I was asleep, I saw some mixtures that were coming. I saw this, I saw this, I saw that. When I saw them, I saw people taking those things and I saw them being killed from COVID-19. Mr. President, let's try it. Let's take water, let's mix water with the prayer and fasting. And you say, okay, let's, let's give it a trial. Then people, they will take water, they will pray, Libro has to. Then they will hear that South Africa COVID-19 is gone. Then the whole world will say, who is this? People, they will ask, who is this man? Who is this woman? I'm waiting for that day. This is now the opportunity for us to make name. If you have been saying to God, I've been hiding and discreet. I've not been known. This is the time to be known. Go back and sleep today and say, God, make one prayer. Give me the solution to COVID-19. I tell you, today the whole world will bow before you. Am I preaching to somebody? Amen. Right now, go and say to God, give me a solution. The whole world, Biden will tell us, uh, American citizens, go to South Africa in a place like this. Whatever this man tells you do. That's why the Bible says there was a prophet called Elisha. Naman is coming with COVID-19 of lepros. And as he entered the land of uh, 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 Israel, the Bible says, Elisha did not come out, he sent Gehaz, and he said to Gehaz, speak to Namani, tell Naman to go and wash his body in a dead pool. And Elisha did not even come out to show the gesture of honor to the king who is coming from Syria. The Bible says Naman had one wars. But because he knew that he was a man of solutions and answers, he said, I can't come. But because I am dealing with matters of territory, just tell him to do what I told him. And a solution is going to come. I pray and I prophesy. Let God give you solutions. Amen. I said, let God give you solutions. Amen. We want to pray. We want to pray. And the Bible says, when the famine was over, all the land, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. Just imagine a foreigner is coming to South Africa. He is now responsible to all the storehouses of finance, storehouses of food. Then after famine is ended, he's the one who's selling now to the citizens of the country. And the Bible says, for the famine grew extremely distressing in the land of Egypt. And all countries came to Egypt to Joseph to buy grain because the famine was severe all over the earth. But what was the solution that Joseph gave to the king as we are wrapping up? The solution that Joseph gave unto, unto, unto Pharaoh was you need to save and you need to invest. That was the solution. Save and invest. Save what? That's what Pharaoh asked Joseph. Yes, we need to save what? And the, uh, the Bible said, Joseph said unto Pharaoh, save time and invest time. So in your life, you don't need to save money. You don't need to save things that are material, save money. Today you can lose material things as long as you have saved your time. I tell you, do not lose anything. 
Am I prophesying something? Amen. If you don't lose your time, you do not lose. Right now, you can be going back home. You lose your phone of 20,000. You did not lose anything. I don't cry. You didn't lose. But if you lose your time, you've lost, you lost everything. That's why in Joel, it's said, I'm going to restore the years, the time, the seasons. Don't lose your season. Because seasons, they come today, and when they are coming back, they will come after 10 years. They will come after 20 years. So when God is speaking in a season, you must be sensitive enough to capture a season. Your season, they don't just come after two months. Some season, they come after 30 years. I told you that if you are 24 years old and you are sleeping eight hours in 24 hours, if you calculate that, it means you are sleeping, you have slept for 10 years in your 30 years. So which means you are 20 years old. So don't lose your time. Don't lose your time. I declare and I declare. Don't lose your time. Are we together? Are we together? In this time, people, they don't understand one thing, that the most valuable aspect or resource in this kingdom that we represent is time. It's more, more, more valuable. In the kingdom of God, we have got different currencies that are used to purchase grace, to purchase possibilities in the kingdom of God. And there are about seven currencies, I'll teach you about seven currencies that are used. And among those currencies, there is money. Money is at the bottom or the periphery of the hierarchy. On top of the hierarchy, there is obedience. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. So money is at the bottom. Are we together? Someone just once said, when well, I was talking to him, and said, Prophet, in this life, don't be poor and broke to the extent that the only thing that we have as a prophet is money. Don't be broke like that. And I said, but we are in money. I'm not broke. And he said, don't be poor to the extent that the only thing that you have is money. I declare that I declare right now. Don't be poor. That the only thing that you have is money. You must have grace. You must have power. You must have the anointing. Can we stand to our feet right now? Do I have dreamers in this place? I prophesy. Let God speak to you. He shall come to pass in those years that his spirit shall be poured upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams. I want to break that as we are going to pray. When the Bible is speaking of uh, young men uh, prophesying and old, old men seeing visions, it's not speaking about Old in age is speaking about old in maturity. Are we together? So don't wait and say, I'm waiting for myself to be 80, to be maybe 100 for me to start to dream. When the Bible is speaking about old, it's speaking about your spirit. When you mature in your spirit, you are going to dream. I decree and I declare upon this place. You are not going to lose your seasons. Among the sons of Jacob, there was a tribe that was called Isaac's tribe. Come on, somebody shout Isaac. They were known for one thing, for being so sensitive to seasons. The Bible says, like the sons of Isaac, who knew times and seasons. So I prophesy and I declare, you can lose your house today, but don't lose your time and your season. God speaks to people according to seasons. 
25 years old, go to a place that I'm going to show you. Then the Bible says, when Abraham was 90, God visited Abraham in his season and he said, next year, the same time, you are going to hold a baby. Why? Because I'm speaking this in season. I'm no longer speaking it out of time. Can I prophesy like a Phoenix? I know there are people who are saying, I'm out of time and season. God, because it's God, he has got the ability to take out of your season that it can become your season. Are you hearing this? Some of them are saying we are out of time, but God has got the ability to take out of your time to make it your time. Which means things that I could not do three years, four years ago, I'm going to pray with the currents of the kingdom that is called grace. And I say, God, give me speed. So that I may start to establish things that I felt to establish three years ago. Huh? Am I talking to somebody in this place? I, I, I told you last week that when you are dealing with God, He's a God of time, He's a God of seasons. And I said it's easy for God to manipulate time so that it may favor you. Right now, we are praying, let God manipulate time that you may be favored. When Sarah was out of season, because Sarah was out of season of giving birth, but God manipulated time and brought time back to Sarah. At 75 years old, Sarah is got a child. At 90 years old, up to 100, Abraham has got a child. He manipulated time. According to science, according to tradition, there is a season called monopause. Monopause, it means you can never, no matter what, you can never, even if an old, old woman comes to me as a prophet, I want to have a baby and I prayed for her. If that becomes a miracle, but in your age, it's not a miracle. We expect it. Even if you don't have a child, we'll ask you, you've been married, where is the child? That's what we ask. But a 90 year old person, we don't ask, you say, go, go. Why can't you have another child? Because we are saying it's of season. But God can manipulate your out of season to be a season. Mordecai is out of season, he's sitting on the gate, but God is manipulating the season that may become together with Esther, sitting with the king Ahasuerus. I pray and I prophesy in this place that you are not out of season. Apostle Paul said that God of all graces appeared upon us, which shows you that grace is dimensional. God prophesied and I just send you to a dimension of grace. Last week I said if you cannot do things that you're supposed to be doing in this season and enter into another season without doing, you are making two seasons. Which means the pressure is too much. Which means you are now behind time. You are behind the schedule of the kingdom. You do things with speed. That's natural. But right now we are praying for the grace. I see Apostle Paul. He's supposed to be a preacher of the gospel. But this preaching Christians and saints, he's not even preaching about Jesus. But when Jesus showed and appeared upon Apostle Paul, the Bible says he was a changed man. And he got a new season in his life. And people asked, what happened to you, Paul? And Paul said, I saw Jesus. Can I prophesy like a Philip? I prophesy, let your dreams bring a new season. I say, you to dreams bring a new season. Before we enter 2022, I prophesy, let your dreams bring a new season. 
You are not going to dream demons. I prophesy you dream matters of the territory. You are not going to dream dead people. You are going to dream destiny. You are not going to dream animals. But you are going to dream power. Come on, somebody. I prophesy and I declare upon this place. You are not created to be just in the dream. I prophesy over your life. You are not created to be timid in a dream. I prophesy and I endow you with power. Witches do not visit you in your dreams. Can I talk to you? Spiritual husbands will not visit you in your dreams. Spiritual wives will not visit you in your dreams. Whatever happens in the dream, it's actually happening. Are we together? If you can dream a man, you sleep with a man, you wake up, you like that for sure, you're the man. What about if you dream yourself owning a company, employing that people? Translate that into physical. Why is it things that are demonic are the ones that happens? Do you know you can dream yourself being chased and falling, you wake up, you see you've got a stretch mark. You've never done that. You can even dream yourself crying in the dream. While you're crying, you wake up, you see yourself, you've got some source in your on, 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 on your lips. Have you ever done that? that, they, that they were happening in the dream, but they manifested in the physical. Are we together? You can dream yourself being sick in the dream. You wake up, you feel like I'm sick. I prophesy over my life. I said 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 I prophesy over my life. Not only the negative will happen to you, but the positive must happen. If I dream myself with a wife, then I feel like I've slept with a wife. I wake up. I wet my bed, then I believe it. If I give myself signing a check of two billion, I must jump and believe it. Am I promising something? No, don't just believe things that are demonic. Believe positive things. If you dream yourself shaking with the president of the republic, wake up being happy. Have that motto and expect a call from the state house to say, no, the president wants to have coffee with you. But our problem is when we dream our village, see people putting much on the door. Something they can even come to myself prove it. I dreamt it. Then when I went home, I went at the back of our home, I tried to check I saw much. That's powerful. So if you dream and you see yourself checking out or having a black check, I prophesy, let the bank call you and say we are giving you a blank check. Write whatever you want to write there. We have dreamt our mothers dying, and when we woke up, we, we hear that they have died. We have dreamt our house burning, we wake up, houses are burning. We have dreamt our boss chasing us from our jobs, and wake up, we are chased. I prophesy, let there be a shift and a change. Lift up your right hand. Say, I decree and I declare. I am a dreamer, designed to dream. Oh, I want to touch your head and start to declare and say, when I go to sleep, I will dream about my destiny. Say, I cancel any negative dream. And I establish positive dreams in my life. Say, I break it. 
one experience in that same thing, my dream world. Say, I cancel any unknown visitor visiting me in my dream world. Say, I prophesy divinity. I prophesy power. I want you to pray and thank God. I don't hear you. You are praying like you don't want to go back and dream. Calibra Zande Bidihasto. Jacle Hatakabariato. In this kingdom is not permissible for things to happen without them being shown to you. It's a sin under the sun. Are you are not a victim of events and circumstances. Calibro is the balabahaso. In Jesus Christ, let me pray. In this kingdom, it's an era for things to happen to the child of God and to become a victim of such things. In the olden days, in the same mind, God will show those things to famous. If here in South Africa there's supposed to be a flood, there must be someone, if a child of God, you must see. In your family, things they must not just happen. But I'm here to prophesy over your life. Don't dream dead people. No matter how much you love them, don't dream dead people. That's how spirits of death are invited to people. If you lose your mother or your dad, it's easy for them to come back to you. I know that there, is a, there are a lot of explanations over it, but according to philosophy and theology, you don't have to commune with dead people. That's why the Bible says, let the dead sleep. The Bible says there is no communication between the dead and the living. Because the dead has got no memory of what is transparent there. So when a dead person comes and starts to speak to you, that that's not the real person. We call it a, it's a spirit of divination that brings dead people to speak to us. Spirit of I will teach you how dead people can be brought back. Even if me as a prophet, I can provoke and invoke the spirit of the dead to prophesy to you. It's called familiar spirit. It comes from the word family, it comes familiar. If I die today, that today if I die, I won't even know what's happening tomorrow. I will not even know. Even if you do a big funeral for me. Okay, if you are visited with a dead person tonight that you have so much, I want to ask them, how was your funeral? If they don't tell you, say my mother, don't visit me again. Are we together? Thank you so much for coming to the house of folks. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. Thank you so much, brother Carol for such a powerful time to lead us in prayer. A lot of people that didn't enjoy your, prayer, your time when you led us because they came out of season. But may the good Lord bless you. May God increase you. We don't take it for granted. It's an honor to us. May the Lord continue to use you. May God continue again to give you information about this kingdom. Uh, let's meet on Sunday. We have resumed our midweek services now. Monday, we'll be meeting here for our prayer sessions. Uh, Wednesday is Bible study. 
Any Sunday we are here. Next week we'll be talking about honor as one of the currencies that God is using to lift up people. I once told you about uh, streams of income. I spoke about education, transportation, and uh, I left honor. If you have got the notes, I wanted to talk to good honor. But let's come again next week. We are left with less than 90 days to finish the year 2021. You want to finish it uh, in power. Your finishing is more important than how you, 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 you have started. God bless you so much. Hallelujah. Amen.